Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Hey, oddballs! Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Yay! Vacation mode. No V four. V four. What's what's version that? four? Ver- okay, you're yeah. not up with the kids' uh, internet lingo. V four. V is short for version. Oh, what they just type that in? Or? Yeah, like V period four. Oh, okay. yeah. No, I knew that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. V four. <laughs> Vacation responder, auto, auto vacation responder, auto vacation podcast. <laughs> yeah, essentially, we uh, we forced to record this early just because uh, I'll be on vacation for three weeks, and so or you were on vacation for, for, for you get back today, I think. Oh, do I? Yeah, this is quite exciting. I wonder <laughs> if I made it back with all my appendages intact. Yeah, or if your house burnt down due to electrical fire. How many diseases <laughs> did Matt come back with? Over under or for three? Three. Right. <laughs> I'm going under. <laughs> I'm going over. Oh. I, bet, I bet there's two you don't know about. <laughs> They've been lying dormant in my body since I was three. So yeah. like, those just, don't count. I'm just a carrier. I'm not a. <laughs> the man who is projecting me being ill when I return is the cultivated Louis Fox. I'm almost as cultivated as all the bacteria inside Matt. <laughs> <laughs> they gave me all sorts of stuff to like cultivate, uh, you know, microbiotic, whatever. What, what's the shit that they you have in your gut oh yeah your micro germs or whatever yeah like yeah. they're like you know the stimulate healthy that bacteria to, healthy bacteria micro I don't know, all bacteria is micro <laughs> micro bacteria <laughs> till it gets really big <laughs> to combat any sort of weird foods that i might be eating in tanzania now, did the travel doctor tell you to stay away from certain foods um he was just said he asked me how much i travel i said a lot and he's like just you know be as precautious as you normally are about the thing i'm pretty good about not i mean i don't eat meat so those are the things that well it's also the well in the united states it's vegetables yeah honestly like when i went you know i've been all over the place when i went to morocco and egypt i brought just power bars tons Ah. of power bars that I just essentially had two times a day for now, meals. You just posted a picture of you in Morocco from 10 years ago playing ukulele on the beach. Yeah, yeah. And everyone thought it was going to be a meme contest. Our caption contest. And I was the only one throwing out captions to, <laughs> to this. Well, it was the one that you can actually participate in because <laughs> yeah. you're not you're not a skewed judge. So it's a picture of Matt, Matt looking pretty hippie. Plant, yeah. plant guitar on the beach. Ukulele. Oh, sorry. U- ukulele. ukulele. I thought I had a couple good ones. Uh, so Matt looks borderline homeless in this picture. A uh-huh. uh, couple of my favorites for this caption contest. My beard is grittier than the beach. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. I call this next song unemployable. Uh-huh. And the chords are D, B, A, and G. That's that's the best one that's right the, there. I think that is the best that's one. That's the winner. If this was the weekly meme contest, I might give you... You might mail me some, some of my own stuff. <laughs> some swag. I might hook you up with some swag for that. Yeah, it was ten, it's so weird to like look back, you know, when Facebook sends you the, hey, this is where you were 10 years ago. It's like, what? I, like, oh, I was playing ukulele on a beach in Morocco. And, yeah, and I'm like, know. mine's not as cool. I'm like, oh, it's me having a baby. Yeah, not nearly as cool. Not nearly as exciting at all. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't as life-changing as playing ukulele on the beach. I uh, had to I had to download a bunch of movies that so for my I'm you like mean a, porno no thir- thirty six <laughs> hours to get to Tanzania oh really yeah I think I go 
I go Seattle to New York on a red eye, uh, LaGuardia to Qatar. Okay. And then Qatar yeah, to. Yeah, you ain't up- updating your porn stash. Kilimanjaro. I have. This is uh, pretty funny. I once saw a guy watch porn on a plane. He was sitting in front of me. I was in the aisle, and he was one row ahead of me on the aisle, and he was watching porn. And I was like, what? Why wouldn't you just go to the bathroom and, you know, watch yeah. that? Why would you, like, just openly be watching, like, graphic porn? He's way into the story is the key. Yeah, right? Well, have you – they used to do an announcement for a little bit where they're like, hey, if you're watching a movie, be mindful of the people around you. Yeah, I mean, I – sometimes I, – I, on my last flight, I was watching a documentary on how – America, sort of the problems that exist with how we view ourselves and mm-hmm. how we do ourselves up to be seen and look famous and look attractive and sort of the and psychological the- effects that that has on people. Uh-huh. And part of the documentary was about porn and they were showing people hooking up. And I was like watching. It, I was like, I need to put this down. Like, yeah. I can't like there's kids around. It could be like or even if someone I don't want them to think I'm like the creepy dude. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, do you remember they used to sell, like, the airport bookstore, I don't know if it still does, because I haven't been in an airport bookstore in a decade, used to have the row of porn. Oh, really? Yes. I never saw that. Yes, like, the Playboy, the Penthouse, the Hustler. Well, that's normal. I think in any place that sells books and magazines, they'd have that. So, but they used to, like, that's what you did when you got on the plane, I guess. I mean, they don't, they're not, like, selling... You know, penthouses, hustlers, and then have a little room that you, you know, put quarters in and then go in, you know. <laughs> That's essentially like. the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yeah, I had to download a bunch of bunch of movies to for the flight. Is yes. there any, you looking forward to any of them? Well, I was, I downloaded Bird Box. Did you yeah, it's on my phone right now. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, but I ended up watching it pr- before... Because I was a pr- pretty excited about it. Uh, but what's funny is that when I was now, w- watching do you think, it, have you heard about the Bird Box Challenge? Yes, I have. Okay. Do you think blind people are like, this is disability appropriation? Yeah, a little bit. They're like, that's my thing. Well, I mean, maybe it... My shed, thing is driving sh- a car blindfolded. Yeah, maybe it sheds light on their their plight, right? Okay. Their issues, right? Yeah. Maybe it will, can make people become more sympathetic towards their Or it's uh, the handicap. wearing the sombrero to... Uh, at the Mexican restaurant. No, that's a little. Feet. That's a little bit different. I don't think. <laughs> I think people who wear sombreros who are from Mexico are like, man, what the hell? I have to deal with this every day. You're like the blind people. I will didn't never... choose this sombrero. <laughs> sombrero chose me. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, people are doing the blindfolding thing. But um, what's funny is that it's a pretty suspenseful movie, right? Okay. It's a thriller. So I haven't seen it yet, so don't. No, I won't it. say anything. But right. it's a thriller, right? It's uh, it's pretty intense. It's kind of it's a post-apocalyptic movie. Okay. Okay. During the movie, like the most tense moment, my power just went out <laughs> at my house. And I was just like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and uh, yeah, went out for the whole night. Oh, yeah, because I was supposed to come over the next day. Yeah. And you're like, my power's still out. Yeah. And so pulled the generator out. And what, what did I use the generator for? Charge my phone to watch the bird box. <laughs> you don't keep a couple of those power banks kicking around? No, no. Well, I have a generator. I don't need a power <laughs> bank. Yeah, pretty much. I need to waste nine gallons of gas to watch bird box. Yeah, essentially that was the most resources ever used to watch that movie. <laughs> yes. I'm happy to say. <laughs> Unless you try to download it in Qatar. <laughs> yeah, so I got some good stuff. A bunch of documentaries. I got an RFK documentaries, four-parter, so I'm pretty excited nice. about that. 
Um, we got some JFK, lots of conspiracy theories. You should stuff. download the Fire Festival one. Oh yeah, from, someone was just telling Netflix. me about I that. I watched it last night. It was great. Yeah. Okay. I'll download that. All right, and send in your recommendations your- <laughs> if you can. I'm already in Tanzania as we speak, but maybe I can get your email while I'm away, and I can download them on the way back. If, yeah. If they have internet. Oh yeah. Where I'm going in the Serengeti. The over under is no, they do not have internet. Oh, well, I read an article that they do have internet in Zanzibar, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'm ending my my trip in Zanzibar. Okay. So hopefully, and uh, if you guys want me to pick up you pick up a souvenir for you, shoot me shoot us an email. Yeah, you need that. You need some Zanzibarian cigarettes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what can Matt Mule back for you? <laughs> you want some Freddie Mercury memorabilia? You want stuff filled with lead? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you want to get to the stories? Let's do it. All right. Get to some weird news. This story comes from foxnews.com. That's a news source more reliable than a vegan thriving in a cannibal tribe. Yeah, that'd be tough. <laughs> Get the nutrition they need. It would be, be a little challenging. It's funny because we were researching a different story about a man who found a grenade well, ice or not ice fishing, magnet, magnet fishing, fishing, and took it to a Taco Bell. Which in it, the story was sort of like convoluted and weird, and then it led us to a separate article, which we are now going to tell you about today, and it's pretty awesome. Iowa man built grenade at sushi restaurant to prove a point. Police say uh, the point is he will eat sushi. <laughs> His wife's like, you won't eat sushi. He's like, I will, and I'll do my hand grenade building hobby at the same time. <laughs> How many grenades do you think have been built to prove a point in the history of the world? Probably a lot. An Iowa man called police on himself Tuesday and told responding officers he had built an explosive device while sitting at a restaurant, authorities said. He built it and he just took a bunch of the firecracker rolls and taped them together. Ivory Washington, 40, was at a sushi restaurant in Des Moines when he made the call to authorities. Washington described the improvised explosive device as a fake, but police said it was actually real. Now, why would he lie at them to prove his point? That's the thing. He's already like, hey, I just built a fake hand grenade. Like, yeah, that's a little odd. Yeah. But kind how of, scary is that? Like, you build, you think it's fake, but it's actually real? Yeah. I'm kind of bummed they don't show us a picture of what it looks like. Yeah. Well, of course they're not going to show that. Why did he choose that restaurant, you know? Well, it was his last meal. He's like, sake, four stars. Nagiri, three stars. Bomb making supplies, five stars. Five stars. Police <laughs> response, one star. Yeah, Yelp review. Service was so bad, I built a bomb before my sushi was ready. <laughs> Obviously, you're going to treat this thing like it's the real deal until you know something different, Des Moines Police Public Information Officer Sergeant Paul Perizic told Who-TV. That was the, that guy has the longest title ever. <laughs> Yeah, the Des Moines Police Public Information Officer Sergeant Paul Perizic. He needs like seven business cards to get his title <laughs> it's out. Like it just wraps around the back. Yeah, he keeps unfolding. <laughs> it's like an accordion card. <laughs> 
we were able to separate him from the device without incident, take him into custody, and we got the bomb squad there. I like that the bomb squad is probably nearby at the Applebee's, where the only thing explosive is the diarrhea. Yeah, right? Applebee's has a a sign on the door that says, warning, explosive food ahead. (laughs) It was legit when they tested it to see if it would explode, and it did. Isn't that crazy, man? It was crazy that he needed three sentences to say that it was real. I don't know why they're arresting this man. They shouldn't be arresting him. They should be having him work for NASA. Yeah, he should win one of those high school STEM challenges. Yeah, at least a science project gold yeah. trophy, right? He's, 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 it's the GED high school <laughs> science fair. He gets the presidential award for bom- ingenuity for bomb making at sushi restaurants. Yeah. He's like this dude, And he made it only using chopsticks. <laughs> this dude is like a fucking MacGyver dude. Yeah. <laughs> When you're when you're in the foxhole, this is the guy you want with you. Absolutely. He's like, I'm going to take this dirt, this man's bloody skull. <laughs> Duct tape them together. with. Oh, and I'm done, his intestines. Yeah. I'm going to throw it at the enemy. Police believe if the device would have detonated, anyone within 10 feet of the explosion might have died. That's the worst. Like, someone might have died if you're nearby, but if you're throwing out the might have died, why put 10 feet? Yeah. I would say anyone in the restaurant might have died. Anyone who is allergic to fish. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a, a fish allergy? <laughs> People who were struck with the blowfish. <laughs> the poison. <laughs> might have died. If the bomb went off and it startled you and you choked on your sushi, <laughs> you might have died. Police said Washington was trying to make a point by allegedly building the grenade. Well, he didn't allegedly build it. He built it. He, and he, he, he said he built it. Yeah. And they detonated it, so he did build it. It was no longer allegedly. He gave us a story where he is extremely frustrated with our world today, Perizic said, and believes that people that don't take these types of threats seriously. All right. So what? I I don't see how they're not taking it seriously. They showed up. A bomb-making squad showed up. Well, a bomb bomb defusing. defusing. (laughs) It was like... They brought it up. They're like, hey, Jimmy, you know how you have struggle with bombs at sushi restaurants? Here, we found a guy who can help you. (laughs) It's the weirdest (laughs) meetup. Do you like making bombs? Do you like raw fish? We got this for you. So he was going to make a point that he could sit somewhere and just construct a device and hopefully somebody will call the police. Problem is, he's a black dude. Uh huh. I might think twice just based on how like all the people call like, oh, you. Oh, people who call or like, you know, people call and say, oh, there's a black person sleeping in the library. Like in the cops show up like that sort of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would be like. The guy is probably working on a science fair project, which is a bomb he made in a sushi restaurant. Well, I think regardless of the color of the person, like if someone was doing something, making something, I wouldn't just automatically assume it's a bomb. Like I don't think in my mind, I'm not like, oh, a bomb is something that can be made at a restaurant. Yeah. You know, I don't, you know, I don't think that I don't think anyone thinks that. Yeah. So why would you call the police when someone's just messing around with a bunch of stuff? I mean, I've brought equipment in to a restaurant and like, you know, screwed stuff like sound equipment and stuff and no one knows what the hell that is but they're not like he's building a bomb yeah well you also have white privilege (laughs) these white people today are getting away with making (laughs) building bombs at sushi restaurants (laughs) no one called in uh eating sushi while white (laughs) what i'm saying is if like 10 people went in over the course of a month black brown asian purple whatever it is And they all did the constructed the same thing. I don't think anyone would call the police on any of them. No, I don't think so either. Unless you had like box of 
something that yeah if you like ammo and then like yeah, if you have shotgun shells <laughs> and then it has a book on like how to kill white people <laughs> like next all sitting out like yeah yeah you might get police called on you blowing up sushi restaurants yes. for dummies sort of thing <laughs> no one believes that this is the bomb manifesto yeah sitting right on next to you. yeah i might that might get called he's wearing his hoodie up with the sunglasses <laughs> like the unabomber <laughs> He said that he attempted that this in one of the suburbs and nobody cared. So he got more frustrated, came downtown, sat there, built it where he was sitting in the restaurant and finally called the police on himself. Uh, it looks like it's almost like a I want to get arrested. I think he just wants to brag about he, that he can make a yeah. bomb out in the open. Yeah. He should get a, like a shirt that says the bomb. <laughs> I am making a bomb. <laughs> yeah. Washington was charged with possession of explosive or incendiary material with intent. He was being held on 10,000 bond in the Polk County Jail. Ten grand seems light for this. Yeah, I mean, the guy's willing to make a bomb in public and that can apparently kill people within 10 feet. Could potentially kill people. What could he make with the supplies in jail? Yeah. Oh. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you. It's, he takes some poo, some toilet paper. A toothbrush shiv? <laughs> a toothbrush shiv. <laughs> Got a bomb right there. That's what he was making. That's what he was rolling up in the uh, sushi restaurant. <laughs> what do we think of this guy? If he was an, a sixth grade kid for the science fair, thumbs up. Yeah. 40-year-old dude blowing up a sushi restaurant, thumbs down. Well, I don't think he wanted to blow it up, obviously, because he wanted he called in on himself. But he made it legit. I think he was trying to prove a point that, I mean, maybe he's trying to say, hey, this is can happen we need to watch out for it yeah i'm gonna sack he's gonna i'm gonna martyr myself oh so that we can help humanity more i think the sushi restaurant makes it not work why that's a novelty restaurant you gotta do it in the the chuck claim e. jump yeah the chuck e cheese or like the claim jumper <laughs> the claim jumper this is clam isn't clam jumper <laughs> no it's claim claim yeah you've never been to a claim jumper no what's it, a claim jumper it's, it's a it, clam restaurant no <laughs> it's like a old west railroad oh no i always thought restaurant oh I should you go. but the one by south center i should go <laughs> the clam. i always thought it was the clam jumper <laughs> That's how little I pay attention. It looked, isn't there like a mascot of a clam? No, it's like a prospector. Oh, okay. Does he got a clam face? No. Oh, is Are he, you thinking of Ivers? Is he clammy? Yeah, he's a little clammy. Okay, well, there you go. That's where I got it. <laughs> I felt his hands. <laughs> All right, yeah, do it in a more public space is what you're saying. A more mainstream restaurant. Yeah, like a sizzler. Yeah. You do it at a Waffle House. No, they're, they're like 90 bombs were made today. Yeah, they're like. Our cook is assembling a bomb right now. Yeah. Oh, I love the Waffle House. <laughs> All right. I, I just don't think... I think they should inquire more about this guy and maybe employ him to help out with yeah. some investigating or put how the, people make bombs. Put that guy in the bomb squad. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this guy is too resourceful to let rot in jail. Well, it's like how they have that Frank Abagnale guy who is like the super counterfeiter in like the oh, 70s. Yeah. They that work he, for the CIA? Yeah, he works for like credit card companies Yeah, to come up with fraud. Yeah, I mean, so he was arrested, thrown in jail, and then they gave him the alternative, you can come out of jail and help us figure out how people forge checks, yeah. credit cards. Same with like Ted Bundy. They didn't let him out of jail. Okay. They, still, they still murdered him, but they went. <laughs> they still murdered him? They, well, they, they yeah. executed him. He, they went to him for information, like Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Like, you know, they went to him for information on like how to sort of, um, what's the word, uh, profile mm -hmm. serial killers. What serial killers do, how they think, yeah. things that they might do, and they use the information that he gave them to you know, help profilers 
today. Ah. So, I mean, it's smart to use these people as resources. Yeah, I'd be like, how do you select a restaurant to build a hand grenade in? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm looking for a good happy hour. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I like this. Good story. Thanks, Fox News. Thank you, Fox News. And thank you, Hand Grenade Fishing Guy, for leading us yes, here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and now... It's time for Strange Stories from the Time Capsule with Dr. Henry. Tsutamu Yamaguchi was in Hiroshima when the first atom bomb was dropped. He then traveled to Nagasaki the day before the second atom bomb was dropped. He survived both and lived to be 93. Story Part 2. All right. Well, we are here with a friend of ours, someone I've known over the years, but I haven't really got to know. I've known, I mean, geez, I've known you for like five, six, seven years, yeah, and we've like never it. even really hung out before. No, uh, this, this is it. This is the first event. I think we've actually got to hang out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris, maybe. And he, and he came up to talk to us for a minute, and he's, got to, he's like, I got to leave in a minute. <laughs> yeah, what, you told me you were going to come back today and bring me beer, and you're like, never showed up. What's hey, the well, deal with that? Well, I, I didn't know you were coming home this early, and now I'm here. So, you know, <laughs> I don't have the beer either, so I guess I lose on that one. <laughs> so the man's voice uh, you are hearing is Chris Mabry. is a hypnotist, a comedian. Um, and he's from Colorado. He tours around the country, uh, hypnotizing people, making people laugh at fairs, festivals, corporate events, comedy clubs, all, all, anything. Am I missing anything? No, we pretty much do it all. I mean, cruise ships and, and pretty much anywhere in between there. And know? it's crazy because, uh, you know, we work in this industry and there's lots of hypnotists and they're generally a lot older. You're a young guy. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I got, I, <laughs> I, I, thank you. Thank you. Make me feel good. You know, but no, I, I definitely am one of the younger, younger hypnotists in the, in the market. And the, I got into it when I was super young, when I was nine. And actually, really? it, all, it all goes what? back to a, a finger. Yeah, that's how it all got started. What do you mean it all goes back to a finger? You have nine and a half fingers. You Correct. Gotta, you gotta, you gotta, Thank you. you Forgive me the half point. Gotta, okay, I appreciate you, you that. You got a stub you got, there. Uh, you're missing your ring finger on your right hand, and yeah. and that's how you got into hypnotizing. Well, yeah, so my dad's a pretty famous entertainer, which you guys probably yep, know yep, my dad, or yep. probably worked with him at some point. Um, yep. When I was nine, I was actually on the Grand Mesa, hanging out, playing football with my brother Andrew, who I just actually got done hang, talking to you um, for the last couple hours. We're playing football on the, the biggest flat top mountain in the world. It's called the Grand Mesa. We're playing football. We're having a good time. Biggest flat top mountain in the world. There's 333 natural lakes up there, and wow. a lot of eagles go there and breed. So we went underneath a roped area because this is the 90s. You yep. know, it kind of dates me a little bit. but yeah. You can't say that to two older people. Uh, you, guys can't, you can't be too much older than me. So I just got, you know, got, the, got some good genes that go on, go on, I guess. But uh, anyway, we went underneath uh, the roped area and we were playing and we were by a low nest. My brother threw me a football and an eagle dropped out of a tree and actually bit at me. And when it did, it took part of my, my pinky, just just the, the meat and my ring, or it took all my ring finger, including all the, the skin as well. And then it took uh, part of the middle finger as well. And if, obviously you guys can't see it, but you're listening, but on the side of my hand, I have a giant scar, which you guys... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See that? Look at yeah. that. Looks, that. Looks like you tried to block someone in a knife fight. That's what it looks like, correct. I've used that in the past, actually. Okay. But that skin actually is, uh, that's that's the skin that 
Oh, oh, they, wow. they grafted it. They grafted it from it, your side of your Correct. Hand. Oh, wow. So why did the eagle attack? They was thinking that you were... Uh, probably were a predator running at it, and because it was such a low nest, and there was so much traffic, and then on it top was, of that... It thought the football was its cousin or something? Now, is like, it, I guess so. You know, they're both in flight. Can, yeah. you, <laughs> can, you, can you legally, like, beat up an eagle if it took your finger? Now, I don't know that, and I did not beat it up, so... What uh, was your immediate reaction? Were you like, holy shit, that eagle, oh, my hand! Or was it like, what, dude, you took my finger, let's uh, get that back or? I had no idea what happened I went to a like it was, I almost went to a dream state that's oh, where yeah. I describe it to you I just remember looking at my hand and I saw a pointy bone and no nothing else oh the Gnarly. bone was sticking out yeah this on just on this end a little bit on my, my left side of my hand it was just so they had to saw that down yeah Wow. So did they airlift you out of that? No. I, <laughs> I, I, I want to know what the minimum airlift requirements so are. I'm in the middle of nowhere, to rephrase it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my parents decided, let's go on the backside. Because you have, you know, where I live, you have the Grand Junction. You have to go up and you hit some little towns. And if you go back the other side, you hit like Delta. Yeah. And they said, well, Delta's closer. Let's go to Delta Hospital. So that's where we go. I like that you guys are trying to figure They're it out. Arguing it. Yeah. Well, so, Delta's a little bit more expensive. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> a tiny bit, right? Let's, let's drive up the but road. there are better doctors there. <laughs> but we have but, a coupon. <laughs> I mean, it's only half a finger. They would like it a half I think price. their coupon was invalid because there weren't better doctors there. <laughs> like, and we had to stop. Stop at a little store, right? In the middle of nowhere. And just for my like, let's He's get like, him, I gotta get some smokes. Let's, let's get some smokes and some Advil. My dad needed to get a six pack. He's you like, know? I gotta get some scratches. <laughs> so uh, they get done playing the lotto tickets and drinking the six pack. Yeah. And uh, let's get a, let's let's see if Groupon has anything for her. <laughs> dinner. I just remember this lady comes out like, oh, well, let me help you with your pain, and she's going through this cabinet all fast, and she's like, one to two drops for for severe pain. I have no idea what the stuff was today. And I just remember she poured it on my hand, and that hurt worse than uh, an eagle biting your finger off. So, yeah. Uh, I bet. Be careful. An open wound. What was it? Do you remember? Uh, no. I've Hydrogen peroxide or something? I'm pretty sure. I, I actually. Was, have, it, was it a hippie? Was it, it a hippie ointment? Yes. It was uh, some type yeah, of craziness. Yeah, yeah. That's all I can <laughs> say. You know, Be careful in the mountains. Mixed with, mixed with cherry, mixed with patchouli, mixed with, like, the dreams of unicorns. And yeah. there could have been a banjo involved somewhere, yeah. you know? <laughs> 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 well, you're in Colorado. I would, uh. It's possible in the mountains. You never know. Okay, so that's crazy. And, uh, you know, I didn't know this story, and I totally forgot. And then you reminded me today. I was like, we got we to gotta get this on. Yeah. on. Uh, just Can we just get, like, a little bit of background uh, from you? Like, you've been doing this since you were nine. So so this is the whole story. That, that eagle, that moment. That, that, that's how it all began. So when I was... You went to the hypnotism doctor? They're like, you're like, I... No, not even close to the doctor, man. So I was sitting there in the hospital, and I didn't know what happened. I was put out for like two days. You know, they're trying to like yeah. regraph stuff and make my hand right. And I woke up, and this doctor told me, and Dr. Merkel, he says, Chris, the only way you're ever going to get better, and I'm nine, so I'm a little kid. I have no idea what's going on. If you can learn to laugh about this. If you can laugh about this, it'll fix your parents, it'll fix your grandparents, it'll fix everyone around you that's involved in the situation. Yeah. Except for the eagle. Except for the eagle. Well, I'm, they already got their fix. You know? Yeah. yeah they, I got, they got some Mabry blood in there somewhere. <laughs> do, you, do you think they, they, they ate it? The, the eagle chewed theory. it up and puked it to the baby you know eagles. What, what happens if like one of like its eagle's brothers was missing a talon? Oh, and they grafted it, like, it on. They, they, they grafted it on, so there's just like a Chris Mabry. <laughs> We need to get National Geographic's to get on this, you know. That's how we get this. That really happened now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now that the eagle has a taste of blood, we have to put it down. <laughs> Do you, every time 
WC and Eagle, and you're just like, oh, shit. I was for a long, but it's funny. <laughs> it, I was just terrified my whole life for Eagles, but now it's like I see Eagles Couldn't everywhere. go to a Philadelphia everywhere. football Every game. time he looks yeah. at a quarter, he's scared. <laughs> I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan for a reason, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the doctor's trying to pump you up. You know, yeah, so to... he tells me this, and I go on tour with my dad a couple months later, and I see a hypnotist. Ah. And by the name of Mark Music in Orange County. I know County. Mark, yeah. Yeah, so Mark and my dad were really good friends. And I saw Mark and I was like, in my mind it clicked. I'm like, this guy is making all these people laugh for yeah. about, about my hand. An hour. <laughs> You're like, dude. And what? they're forgetting about all their crap. Yeah. That, that's what I want to do for a living. And so my passion was never really to become, I mean, it was to become a hypnotist because that was the idea. Mm-hmm. But the idea behind it was, hey, for one hour, people can come to my show and forget about all the crap in their life. And just yeah. move on, and that's that's the passion of what I do is is the, the comedy side of it. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome, man. That's good. I like. It's that. a little bit different than than most hypnotists, you know. I, yeah, most hypnotists are failed magicians. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I I think that I like to think that about my show too, but my practice is very different. Like you actually have a therapy. There's a real therapeutic there, yeah. element to what you do, where people actually do can get in a trance and forget about certain things and and work on certain things throughout. Not only your show but the what you're the what you do for a work and the the whole idea for my show is this it's not about the people that are on the stage it's not about the people that are being hypnotized i have plenty of degrees i know when they're under they rock it's never about them yeah to me it's about the audience because i only have maybe 15 20 people on my stage but i have five six seven hundred people in the audience Mm -hmm. usually if I can let them forget about the stuff, that's that's the target. That's, yeah. that's the practice. Yeah. That's what I want to live for. I'm with you, man. Yeah. yeah, that's good. So, how old are you now? 32. 32. Yes. Man, I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so, I've been your doing- hypnotism career could drink. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. it could. It could. I've been, so I've been doing this. In the, I've been in the business since I was 20, 22. And I remember like earlier on, it was pretty tough for me sometimes because people didn't take me as serious because I was younger. They didn't think I was would be as professional or my show would be as polished. It was just kind of a weird thing. Did you ever run into that? At Absolutely. Being a young person in when the I industry? Was, when I first started, you know, I, had, I still have pierced ears, obviously. I'm mm-hmm. sitting with you guys, but... I had the bigger gauges, and I had I had a little mohawk rolling. And yeah. a friend of mine, uh, Rick Fatland, came to me and said, "Hey, Chris, first thing, go diamonds or get rid of the earrings. Get rid of your mohawk." <laughs> oh. And that was and he actually I, he actually watched me do my first show, and I still have it. I have a roll of toilet paper from him, and it says, uh, "Love ya, Uncle Ricky, shit in your pants," and <laughs> I have it framed. <laughs> You know, it was it was one of my first shows when yeah. I was I was really young when you, but it's it's one of my trophies. It's right next to a signed Emmett Smith jersey, which oh. once again go Cowboys. So <laughs> just throwing that back out there. And so then your collection of Eagle Talons. Yeah, it, it, correct. <laughs> which I do not have because that would be totally illegal. <laughs> <laughs> but if anyone had like a like a, like a, a reason <laughs> to have them, yeah, I, I would have them in that case. Yes, a nine-year-old hypnotist. Like I've always wanted to be right for a, a kid comedian, a kid stand-up. Uh-huh. I just I think the con- Concept of like a ten-year-old stand-up comic is hilarious. I've always wanted to find a kid, a nine-year-old hypnotist. I, the, I they pop, so the kid stand-ups pop up every now and then, but they have a, it's like it's such a short window they have. Yeah, right. That the, and most of them can't transcend. Well, it's tough. Well, twelve I'm to thirteen with you years guys, old, and I know you guys' background somewhat. You yeah. know, um, obviously we're not best friends or anything like that, but I know your backgrounds. And I would say we're sitting in a room of little prodigies in the industry. I mean, <laughs> you you got into what you do at a very young age. Yeah, I saw a show when I was a kid, and I was like, damn, that's what. I want to do and 
So my Maybe. wife says I'm now un- otherwise unemployable. Yeah, I, I think that's very possible for all of us here. You know? I was attacked a, by an osprey when I was seven. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? <laughs> Juggle time. I'm going to start juggling that some was, shit. That was a pigeon, just so you know. It was a pigeon. <laughs> it's fucking a huge pigeon. <laughs> Right, I'd, I'd like to see you on the motivational speaking circuit. You're like, all right, first thing to do, stay away from eagles. <laughs> right, listen, folks, you eagles have, are not your friend. You want to look large, wear gloves. Well, there's some facts about eagles that are pretty interesting. Like, was it Benjamin, not Benjamin Franklin, was it Benjamin Franklin that wanted to make the eagle, the turkey, the, turkey, the national bird? I think that's a myth. Is it? I oh, because so. I was like, oh, it would be so weird to eat bald eagle at Thanksgiving. Oh, be like, delicious. <laughs> well, well, sometimes I wish it was the hummingbird, you know, that way. You know, oh, you know? yeah. I don't know if I've ever had a, seen hummingbird meat before. I don't know if there's such a thing. In time you skin they're that so, thing oh, they're, down, I mean, oh, come on. They're, you eat, people eat everything, right? That's true. That's true. Yeah, I've seen tarantulas. I've seen. I've eaten tarantulas. Yeah, I've seen crickets, grasshoppers, tr- cr- maggots. I've eaten, I've eaten maggots. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've eaten unintentionally, probably eaten maggots. <laughs> probably at this fair, probably eaten a few I ate that hot dog. <laughs> you did. You had a hot dog with bacon on it. Oh, and the guy, oh. oh that wasn't bacon. It was maggots. Yeah, <laughs> you're good to go. Maggot bacon. Well, the guy, the that's, guys, my, that's my metal band, maggot bacon. <laughs> the guy's like, what do, you, what, do you, what do you want on your hot dog? I'm like, what's the best way to do it? He's like, some ketchup. I'm like, okay. He's like, some mayo. I'm like, uh, okay. It's like jalapeno. <laughs> it's just oh, okay. Yeah. And don't and a different hot dog from a different place. <laughs> and some Here's lemon. your bun. Go find somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. to go. I swear I walked away and he went to the lady and I was like, dude, guess what I got this guy to put on his hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for your story. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. I hope to be back again sometime. If anything, I look forward to working with you guys again in the future. Yeah, yeah. man. Awesome. Dude, thanks. You're, you're rad. Great hanging this. <laughs> you're rad. <laughs> <laughs> rad. Is it 1987? Yeah. Hey, let's go for a rad. Hey, all right, like it, all right. That was mass rad. Let's go for, in my El Camino. We'll go, uh, we'll go watch with my, my T top. Yeah. We'll go watch Top Gun tonight. Let's go. Right. Thank you. <laughs> So thanks for tuning in to our pre-recorded episode. Hope you enjoyed it. It was a ton of fun uh, having you here, but not here. In my heart, you're still in the basement with me. If you want to check out the news stories that we had in this episode, check out our website. That's oddandoffbeat.com. We're also on the social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I should have. I, I think I'll probably post. I'm talking to my future self right now. Matt, you should post a couple cool pictures of the Serengeti yeah. for the fine listeners at home. Yeah, or um, if you get mauled, you uh, if you get kidnapped, put your ransom note up there. Yeah. Or at least get it on video so that we could all watch it. Or get a photo that we could do a meme contest <laughs> with that no. we do every Thursday. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I will. I, I think I... Hopefully, I'll be doing this. You're going to have access to the pictures and stuff. But yep. uh, so those will come out on Thursday on Instagram and Facebook. So you can leave your best caption for the photo that we post, and the best caption wins some odd and offbeat swag. Yes. 
Um, and I just ordered some, some some stuff that will be going out to people. Excellent. So that's, excellent. that'd be good. I've been, I've the last batch I sent out, someone got an x-ray and then I ran into him and he's like, what's that an x-ray of? And he, he didn't hold it up to the light and no, figure it and out? No, and then I'm like, it's a brain. And then he looked at it, he texted me a little bit later. He's like, oh, it is a brain. <laughs> Really? And that's the person who won. <laughs> so, uh, so if you have your own weird stories that could be about your life or something you come across in the news that you want to share with us, you can do that at info at oddandoffbeat.com. We love hearing from people. Yes. We'd love to have you on the program, too, if you have a really weird story. Or an expert in a weird niche. Yeah, we'd love to have you on uh, and have, have you as a special guest. Thanks so much for tuning in. Of course, uh, check us out. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Stitcher. Stitcher, Pocket Cast. Leave a review, subscribe, tell your friends. It helps us out quite a bit. We have now been bumped up to the 335th best, <laughs> best odd and weird news story program. Thanks so much for listening, folks. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Be sure to check out oddandoffbeat.com. Thanks for listening and stay weird. Today's show was sponsored by Cowboys with Bedazzled Shirts. Somehow they are homophobic, but wear shirts that look like they were picked from Liberace's Western Collection.